Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And welcome in to Life Planning 101 on this marvelous Tuesday morning. As yes. We had a holiday yesterday, Labor Day. Hope everyone had a enjoyable Labor Day weekend. But uh, we're back at it, Life Planning 101 on a Tuesday edition. Angela Robinson is with us, and I'm sure that she has. We're loaded up and ready to go. We are, uh, uh, <laughs> are, are we going to talk taxes? No, 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 no. no? Just, just a light subject. Social security. Social so, security. Yeah, yeah, you know. A good subject. It is a good subject. And it's, yeah, I mean, my goodness, I, you know, 10,000 baby boomers retiring a day. I think it's on a lot of people's mind Absolutely. right now, right? So, um, you know, and that's, it's interesting. That's why I, I decided to do another show because, you know, usually we'll, we'll do one or two social security shows a a year and I feel like this is probably the third or fourth this year but it feels like lately a lot of my conversations have been should I take social security now yeah at what age yeah what's the most optimum time to take your social security right and everybody's that now is ringing in their minds because um, you know it, it doesn't matter if they're 62 or they're retiring at 66 or what, wherever they're at the question is should I take it now because I, I it's funny how people don't really think about it until they're they're ready to really think about it right you know they don't think years in advance or, or what they could be doing and you know I think the reason why we're getting so much of that and, and you can just relate to your own life as you get older you have more friends that pass away so death becomes more real yes and you hate to say that and i think there is a fear for people that believe that they might miss out if they don't take their social security right right um and then also there is the fear of the surmounting government debt that we're all watching and will it be there when i retire will it be there you know or will it be the same will the benefits change what what's going on and i can tell you for a quick answer to the latter is it would be political suicide for anyone either side of the aisle anyone to come in and change social security for anyone that is over the age of 60 Mm. right now it's just not going to happen sure so you can count on that part all right but for the former talking about you know death that is a real thing and you know I, i think a lot of people make decisions based on emotion a lot of times and uh, we watched a couple do this this year they're yet to retire they're both about 66 years old and you know, to their benefit, it would have way paid off for them to take it at age 70 because their taxes are higher right now. They're able to do some more planning uh, with Roth conversions. We've talked about Roth IRA conversions and, and such. And, and um, you know, if they don't take it and their Social Security benefit is increasing by 8% per year. Okay. Wow. If they just sit there and wait, right? Isn't that what everybody wants to make on their investment portfolio? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> 8% per year. So that's a, that's a heck of a return, right? But they've had so many friends pass away. They said, no, we can't do that. We got to take it now. They don't need it, but they got to take it now. Think about that. Really think about how your brain functions and, and is, that a, is that a smart decision for them? Okay. 
may or may not be right and i think um you go to health and and i think you have to you be have to be real with yourself and i always i don't know if you've done this have you ever gotten on one of those tests online that says your real age yeah okay all right so there's like i think it's like realage.com you can actually go on there and see what your real age is right answer a few questions and yeah, you can see what your life expectancy is. My goodness, you can go. Uh, we've had Viascan on the show before, right? And they come on, they do a scan from your neck to your down to your legs and make sure that there's no spots, no nothing. I mean, you can do so much in the way of your health, preventative now, and find out, um, you know, what things will look like for your future to know that versus just making an emotional decision look at your parents look at your family members you know have they lived long and you know what are the chances that you're going to live longer than your parents pretty good probably these days probably higher right yeah i mean i look at my grandfather he passed away at um, age 82 but he had three massive heart attacks and he recovered from all three. He did not die from a heart attack. Right. He recovered from all three of those heart attacks because technology had gotten so good. So, you know, it's amazing out there now. I mean, we're, and we're hearing about these potential cancer cures. We're hearing about so much that's going on. And if you take care of yourself, you know, that fear of dying, it can happen. I'm not saying it can. I can't. I don't have your crystal ball by any means. But I think putting things in perspective is a really big deal. And, you know, why do we talk about that? Well, we talk about it because on the flip side of the coin with Social Security, there's a lot of dangers to taking Social Security now, okay? First of all, that 8% a year, all right? So if you're 66 years old and you take Social Security, the first eligibility, which is like 62, you can, depending on your birth, you can lose up to 30% of your benefit doing that. 30% for the rest of your life, okay? Can't ever get it back. Can't ever get it back. If you're filing on your spouse's Social Security, you can lose up to 35% of your benefit. That's huge, that's a big number. So that alone is, is a lot of risk. And a lot of people say, well, again, I don't know if I'm going to die. Well, then there's the second risk of a surviving spouse or you surviving. So with Social Security, there's a few rules to this. If you um, or your spouse pass, whoever's the, the survivor can take the higher of the two benefits. Okay, so let's just assume husband has a $3,000 a month benefit, spouse uh, has a $1,500 a month benefit, husband dies, spouse can take the $3,000 a month benefit at his death. She didn't get to keep hers, but she would get to keep his. his, right? Okay, so that sounds all grandioso, right? Right. Unless you take it early. That 30% penalty sticks for your spouse. Ouch. Yes. Because does the surviving spouse need it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of people say, well, okay, well, I wasn't the income earner. I'm the one filing the spousal benefits. It shouldn't affect me, right? Wrong. If you are the spouse and you take yours at 62, then you're going to get 30% or thereabouts less of your spouse's benefit when they die. You're penalized then. So either way of the coin, it's a very, very, very dangerous picture um, that you got to plan around. If you take it, that's one thing, but plan around it. Right. Make sure that there's sufficient money there. And then, you know, I think even the even bigger than that, 
death and and that is that is a big one you have to you know look at penalties and taxes on top of everything and i think you know looking at this i i did some fun equations i spent some time on this because I was, I was really interested you know what it would actually look like and i took a gentleman that was filing at age 62 versus 66 66 versus 70 62 versus 70 and saw where the break-even age is would be for just a modest tax rate. And when we come back on the show, you're not going to want to miss what that break-even age is. It may be a lot younger than you think. Right here on Life Planning 101. Life Planning 101 right here on KGX KDY. We're talking Social Security this morning with Angela. Yes, should you take it now? And uh, I came across, so I, I, I do my devotion in the mornings. I always have fun in her twining these things right and there was a a quote and of course this isn't from it's not biblical but it was really good it said two things define you your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything well kind of goes in hand with social security and should you take it now right Right. (laughs) your patience when you have nothing if it's in your best interest and your attitude to plan and make the most of it when you have everything if you've decided to take it right because we're going to show you in the show that you might be able to have your cake and eat it too what if you could go ahead and take social security it's beneficial for you and actually eh, makes things a little better in life Right. Mm. Might be interesting. Right. But before we get to that, I promised you some break even ages, because I think this is a big thing that people just don't even they don't know how to calculate it. And it's a very difficult calculation. I mean, I had to pull the spreadsheet out. (laughs) So so working up some numbers here. Right. So I took a gentleman just as an example that 62 years old and his full retirement age would be at 66, straight up 66. Okay, And his monthly benefit would be two thousand dollars a month. His current tax rate is 24%, so it doesn't put him as extremely high income. We would just kind of call him that middle class person, right? And his tax rate in retirement is going to drop down to 22%. We're also assuming that the cost of living adjustment on Social Security is about 1.5%. It could be a lot less. It could be a lot more. But in recent years, that's kind of what we've averaged. Even through all the zero periods, we averaged 08, 09, 10, 11 however many years that was. So, okay. So let's just assume that he takes it at age 60 or 62 versus 66. If he waited it those four years and didn't incur the penalty of working and taking it early, right? the taxes, that 24% tax rate on the social security on the up to 85% of his social security, which would have been 85% of his social security. And then he waited until 66 it would only take him to age 73 to break even. So all he would have to live to is age 73. And from then on out, everything's gravy by wow. waiting those four years. Wow. So a lot of people think, well, I've got to live a long time for it to make sense. No. May not be the case at all. 73 is like the new 60 these yes, days. Yes, absolutely. Right? I mean, that's young. Most people are talking about pushing their retirement till 70. Right. Okay. They're planning to live only three years. I would hope, hope not. Oh, would hope not. Right. Okay. So, you know, it is it is a big difference. Okay. So, what about a sixty six year old? You know, this happens a lot. I've I've had this question numerous times. You know, about people that are turning sixty six, they're still working. They are going to work to seventy, and they may work longer. They enjoy what they do. There's a lot of these people out there. Should they take it now or should they wait? So, again, same example: two thousand dollars a month benefit. Um, a 66 years old, old versus waiting another four years till they turn 70. There's no penalty associated with this one, right? Because it's not taking it early. 
So same tax rates, everything, break-even age, age 80. Still, not long at all. Not long. Especially if they're planning to retire at age 70. They're only going to live 10 years in retirement, right? Hmm, question. What about 62 versus 70? You would think this would push it a little longer, right? Yes. Waiting those eight years? No. 78 years old. Really? 78 years old is the break-even age. And I didn't even use big tax rates. If you're someone that has higher tax bracket, those break-even age are going to go lower because that's more taking out of your pocket. If your retirement tax bracket is much lower, could go down two brackets, that break-even age could go down much lower. So, you know, it's something that you definitely need to get facts and figures before just pulling a trigger. And I think a lot of people just pull a trigger emotionally because they think, well, I'm not going to live that long anyway. And they somehow believe the break-even age will be like 85 years old versus around 75, 73, 78, 75, 80, whatever that is. And that's a huge difference. That's a massive difference, right? So I think that's big in itself. And, you know, I think like we talked about in the first segment, we all have this thing that our our clock seems to be ticking a little quicker the older that we get. So, you know, that might not be an option for some people. In fact, I've, I've seen it no matter what numbers we put out on the table, that emotion is so strong that people can't not take it at full retirement age. Even though they may work for 10 more years, they can't not take it because they're so concerned that they'll lose out on something they've put into the system for so long and it's owed to me right i mean you have that mentality i I earned that right why not take it and you can't blame i mean my gosh how how long do we spend working our lives and you know technically between medicare and social security that's 15 percent on the employee and employer side taken out of our checks our entire career. That's like putting back your own retirement savings, right? right? It's huge. So like I mentioned, what if you could get the best of both worlds with this? Remember our quote about patience, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then also, you know, having the patience. But what about when you have everything? Because I, I think this is where I see people get it wrong. This particular couple, they wanted to take it. But then when we talked to them about planning with that money, what they just saw, oh, extra cash flow for the next four years. What are we going to do? What can we do? Ooh, we could remodel. Ooh, we could do this. Ooh, we could do that. Well, you remember all those risks that we talked about? What is that going to do their retirement? What is it going to do if one of them dies? Mm. There's so many things that you need to be doing if you take that Social Security now and you can be doing and you should be doing if you want your cake and eat it too. When we come back on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX KDY. Let's get right to it, Angela. Yes. Should you take Social Security now? We've talked about why you should, why you shouldn't. Now, what if we look at things a very different way? And maybe if you're worried about dying, you can have your cake and eat it too, right? And I want to remind you about a story. I know we've, we've shared this story on the radio show, but I think it's been a long time ago. But I'm sure you probably heard it at some point in your life anyway about the Chinese bamboo tree. Okay, so the Chinese bamboo tree, if you remember, when you plant it in the first year, you see nothing. Nothing right. comes out of the ground. You think, oh, did I succeed? Is it going to work? You know, is this thing going to grow? No visible signs. In the second year, 
Again, nothing, right? Third year, nothing. Fourth year, by then it's very frustrating, right? There's <laughs> something wrong. I've done something wrong. Absolutely nothing. Your patience is tested. You're starting to wonder if you're on the right track, if you're doing things right. But then and finally, in that fifth year, behold, that miracle happens, right? You have an 80-foot growth in one year. Wow. 80-foot growth. Well, this reminds me of Social Security planning. <laughs> it's, it's very, very, very boring. You think, oh, well, it's a small check in proportion to everything else that I'm earning in my life. How can it make that big a difference in my life? Well, it can make all the difference in your life. If you remember, those risks that we talked about are powerful. It could impact your retirement if you take Social Security early to the tune of, oh, I don't know, a 30% hammer on your income, right? right? So that's horrible. It could affect you or your spouse if either of you were to predecease the other. That's huge. How are you going to make up for that lost planning, right? And with all that being said, and of course, tax, we had taxes and penalties, and we talked about all of that, you know, if my goodness, if you take it to 62 versus 66 and you live past 73, you've really impacted yourself, right? So if that's the case, you know, what do you need to be doing with that money? Well, you need to be planning with that money. You know, my favorite thing is always turning taxable dollars into tax-free dollars. Right. I, I kind of like that. Um, <laughs> I think that's a, a good means to plan. And, and we've used Social Security retirement income to do that. We actually have what we call our filing now strategy. And our filing now strategy means we take someone's situation and we look at where the holes are, right? And we consider that the contingency bucket, the what if bucket. And we fill up that bucket and make sure that it's over full. And then once we filled up that bucket, we create legacy, right? We create something that is more for uh, the family, more for everybody, maybe more for the charities, more for whatever you want it to be. And that social security, that little bitty seed that you plant that seems so boring and seems like it's going nowhere may create a massive legacy for you. Imagine it could create a million dollars or two million dollars of, of legacy value for your family. Would that be worth it? Absolutely. Right. Imagine that it could uh, more than replace your Social Security lost income with one of you or your spouse dying. Wouldn't that be great? What if it could enhance your retirement? What if it could bring down your tax rate in retirement? Could do a lot of things. Sure. Yeah. So the big thing is, is just starting. And this is where I think it's so hard for people because they don't see Social Security as a windfall. But in reality... Isn't it that thing you've put back your whole life, kind of like your 401k, and you finally get to start using it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, even if it's only $1,500 a month, but it's $1,500 a month for life. That is right, and it's a windfall. That is a huge amount of money. I mean, when we run the analysis and we run the lifetime uh, incomes, you are looking at a seven-figure number sure. at the bottom there. That is a big number. So what are you going to do with it? Are you going to let it wilt away, you know, not take care of that bamboo seed just because you think that it's not growing and not doing anything? Or are you going to keep watering and keep being patient and letting things happen the way they're supposed to be? Because that's where the magic can occur. And it's powerful. So I think, you know, if you're worried about dying early, well, maybe now is the strategy. If you're not worried about dying early, maybe waiting is the strategy. 
But the unfortunate thing is no one can tell you that. Google can't tell you that. You can't tell you that. Your little Jiminy Cricket can't tell you that. I think God's going to tell you, well, you probably just need to do a little bit of diligence to do your planning, right? And that's the facts of it is you've got to work out the numbers and see what makes sense for you. And I think that everybody wants this this um, beautiful uh, recipe that one size fits all when it comes to Social Security. Well, it's like we said in the break, Terry, government creates something that's impossible to make happen, right? Absolutely. It's overly complicated because there's too many factors in it. There's too many factors, not only just Social Security itself, but you got the taxes, you got the penalties, you got morbidity, you've got mortality, right? You've got all these things that factor into when you should take Social Security. And if you are dead set on taking it now, what will you be doing with it to hedge all of those risks that you are taking by signing up today? Now. Right? That's powerful. So we have a Twitter poll at KFS Life Planning. What will you do with your Social Security windfall? Because I don't want you to forget that it is a windfall. It is something that it, one of the key components to your entire retirement. And if you don't need it, if it doesn't need to be in that lifestyle bucket or that backup bucket, it's still a windfall. It's still something that you could make a lot of rain with, right? A lot of wonderful things to happen for your legacy and for your family. And go back to what you said earlier in the first segment, 8%. Yes, powerful it's powerful so don't forget it don't let it slip through your fingers and make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at kennedy-financial.com we've got all these facts and figures we talked about on there today and there's tons of things in our learning center about social security planning that i think are powerful for people to read about so you aren't just making a gut decision or a popular decision of what your friends and your neighbors are doing right um my name is angela kennedy robinson with kennedy financial services god bless bless everyone have a great week thank you for listening and be sure to join us next week right here on life planning 101 thank you for joining us for life planning 101 brought to you by kennedy financial services of eastland tune in every monday morning at 8 30 on katx and kwby and again on saturday morning at nine o'clock on katx and kwby for more life planning 101 advisory services offered through smart money group llc a registered investment advisor securities offered through calton and associates incorporated member finra sipc kennedy financial services incorporated is an independent of calton and associates is incorporated and Smart Money Group LLC.